Welcome back, Sparklers, to another episode of Ignite Your Spark. I'm your host, Kim Duff Selby, and I want to thank you for tuning in. If this is your first or your 150th episode, that would be nice if you guys had listened to all of them. I want to thank you for joining me here on this space where I really hope to give you inspiration and motivation to find your inner light, to access that light that I know is within you. This podcast is not about me. It's about you. It's about the guests I bring to you that will help you ignite your spark so that you can find your purpose and passion in life if you have not already and share it with the world because we need your light now more than ever. Because when someone shares their light, just one person, it helps the whole world. So thank you. My guest today is Megan Johnston, who is also a light. And the language she uses really resonates with me because she's here to ignite your spark. I know that. Megan is a life coach and a restorative yoga teacher. She's also a public speaker and she holds workshops for women. She really, her really, her mission, I believe, is to ignite your spark because that's my mission. And we'll just. She also hosts her own podcast, which you must listen to as well, called With Heart and Wonder. Such a beautiful title. I won't go into anything else. We will just start talking about how marvelous you are and your offerings to the world. Megan, welcome to Ignite Your Spark. Oh my gosh, what a warm welcome. Thank you for having me. It's um I've been finding I'm just like really emotional lately. And I'm I feel like I'm holding back tears just because. You, your energy is so beautiful. It just like flows through you. And I knew as soon as I listened to your first podcast episode that I found like, wow, this is someone who I want to know. And I definitely do think there's a lot of shared values that we have. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you so much. And I just, I want you all to know who are listening that Megan reached out to me. And yes, I have That's how I get most of my guests through reach outs. But Megan's reach out was so beautiful. I could tell that she listened to podcasts. So many people don't. And it it was really beautiful. So thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. And since you have listened, you may remember that what I ask everybody, how do you ignite your spark? Such a gorgeous question. And I came prepared. I was really sitting with and meditating with this question. And I mean, maybe the answer sounds basic, but for me, my spark is always a reflection of the degree to which I'm leaning into connection. And when I say that, I mean connection with myself, connection with others, connection with nature, connection with art, like anything that just like connects me connection with the universe and that is always the thing that if if I'm feeling a sense of depletion or or like I need that 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 boost to my own spark I know that I need a dose of deeper connection hello that's perfect (laughs) that's just such a great answer and I love that you knew what I was going to ask I can't tell you I would say maybe one percent of my guests know that I'm going to ask that (laughs) And and that's cool, too, because then they have to think on their feet. But yours was so well thought out. Connection, connection is one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite words. 
it's one of the qualities that I am grateful for every single day on my gratitude list is connection. I'm grateful for my podcast for connecting me to amazing people such as yourselves. Connections are what keep us young. They're what's what keep us healthy. As we age, you're very young, but as we age, apparently, from what I've read, connections are so key. And that's why during COVID, so many people suffered depression and loneliness and anxiety because we were lacking that connection. And I love how you brought that all together. Connection, yay! (laughs) Mm, Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I feel like when I started I've always been somebody who was really um, attracted and interested in our social connections. And it wasn't until I was 19 that I realized that that the connection with self peace was something that mm, was really calling to my attention. And I'll share this because I imagine it might it might land with with some folks listening. But when I was 19, I really realized that like I had been living this life where I was a little bit at war with my body. And what I mean by that is that I was a high achieving, deep feeling person who was always, always, always like trying to do my best. And I had run myself into the ground. And it was this profound like disconnection with my body that started to, and and disconnection with myself, which actually started to manifest as all of these different health issues that I was having. It, um, it got so bad. I had to, I was at university at the time. I had to leave university, move home with my parents, like did nothing else except yoga and read Harry Potter for a few months. But it was this real, uh, like awakening for me in terms of getting really interested in, in what happens when we do disconnect from ourselves. And I, I imagine, you know, people like this, Kim, I know so many people and so many of the people that, that I have like the deep pleasure of working with are really, really good at pushing themselves, like really good at pushing themselves. Like they can achieve a lot when they put their mind to it, but that comes at a cost and it comes at the cost often of them disconnecting from themselves and their needs and, um, I, I think that connection and the opposite disconnection has become such a primary motivator behind not just the work that I do, but the way that I show up in the world. Mm. That sort of answered my next question to you, which was really your origin story about sure. where you were born, but how you got into the work you're doing. And I just want to reflect on the remarkability of your generation to have discovered that. And more and more of you are discovering at a younger age. Do you think I at 19 thought about that? Oh, no, no. I wanted to know where the next cute boy was, where the party was. I was in college, but I did go to classes. Let's just make that clear. However, that was not my focus. It was more social oriented because I've always been a social person. And as much as I loved classes, it wasn't my primary focus. So at 19, for you to have such deep introspection is truly amazing. And I think it's because it's your generation. And I think you were meant to all sort of embrace that. My kids also embrace that. 
And it's something that you are sharing with the world, which is very vital and your generation needs it, but so does mine. Yeah. Isn't it incredible the way in which, and and I've been thinking about this a lot. So I'm 30, I'll be 34 in a few months. Um, My, I have a 16 year old cousin and I even find just like, you know, that two decades of difference, like her generation is even more emotionally aware and just like the vernacular that her and her friends bring and the way that they're able to view the world is so much richer than it was when I was 16. And so I just find it so amazing that sometimes when I get really down thinking about all of the things happening in the world, it can help to ground into the things that, that, that are changing. And one of them definitely, I think is, is if we want to call it emotional intelligence or like, I, that to me sounds a little bit more more academic. I even just think that like that ability to tap into the heart and heart centered living, it seems like with each generation, um, there's an awakening to that earlier and earlier and earlier. And like, isn't that inspiring? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, it is. And it's only going to continue. Let's go back to though, finishing your your origin story and how you got into the work you're doing now. Did you go back to university and then get a degree in something practical? (laughs) Mm, What a good question. Because, you know, I wanted to be an actress. And so that was not practical. So my parents were like, nope, not paying for that for college or grad school. So you got to do something practical. Now, I, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, because of course, being a life coach is vital and everyone needs that. But let's hear your story. Oh my gosh. My story has a lot of twists and turns. And, and so at the time when I was 19, I was, um, I, well, so it was actually when I was 20 that I left school. No, 19, 19. (laughs) Um, but what, um, at the time I was studying international development I had been a really, really um, active, kind of like globally conscious teenager. I had done a lot of travel. The summer before I uh, I ended up leaving school, I had been on a trip in Bangladesh, and I had also been actually in the Middle East. Um, and and it was I was taking in so much. And there was so much of me that wanted to be of service to the world and everything just ended up becoming like, I I often think of that time and think I was running so fast all the time and it's just not practical to be sprinting through life. You know, there's a certain point. And uh, I've actually, I haven't shared this story before publicly, um, but I'll, I'll share it with you. I remember the, I, even though I, so I had, um, I had not wanted to go back to school for my second year. I told my parents, like, I don't think I can do it. And we put this plan in place for, you know, like I would do yoga and I would do these things and, and, and we could like reassess after that second year. And I went back and I, it was a struggle the entire time. Like it was, I was dropping class after class after class until I only had one class left. And I was so deeply um, determined to finish that last class. And the last class was actually 
uh, a course that was taught by a life coach, a, a university course of all things taught by a life coach called The Meaning of Work in Contemporary Society, The Conversations That Matter. And it was basically a life coaching course where we were exploring ourselves. And I knew at that time two things. I knew that I wanted to be a life coach and that I wanted to teach yoga. I knew both of those things. And this, this part of the this, this story I've certainly shared before, but um, and we'll come back to that in a second. The part I haven't shared is the moment I knew I had to leave. And that was, and I think I just get the sense you'll be interested in this, Kim, because I kept trying to push myself through and, and just to keep going, like almost like by force of will. And I, I had this dream and I was in a car driving on a stormy, stormy, it was dark, rain. My sister was next to me and we were driving around this like mountain, kind of like at a cliff's edge. And all of a sudden I was the one driving and I drove us off the road into the ocean and I woke up, you know, like having that sensation of drowning. And it was that dream where I woke up and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to listen like, like I'm not, I haven't been listening to all of these signs in my body as things are breaking down. And, um, and, you know, like, and, but it was that dream that like, for me was this visual representation of like, I am drowning right now and I'm not in control. And it was the, the thing I kept coming back to was I want to be a life coach and I want to teach yoga. Now I did within a year, go and become a yoga teacher. And that was a beautiful, beautiful journey that let me really start to repair my relationship with my body and with myself, get curious. Um, it let me explore spirituality in a way that I hadn't before. And I did go back to school. I ended up going back to school for human rights. Um, and during that time, I, I, I still dabbled. I still taught yoga. I still was very curious about like self-development and personal development. Um, and along the way, and we, we won't, we won't explore every little turn around the road, but I, I kept having burnouts. Like I kept having these moments, these fits and spurts where things would be going really well. And I would start like excelling and be doing all of these things and maybe scholarships or research opportunities or whatever. And then I would crash. And it was like, if we were, if we were looking at, like, if I had a whiteboard, you know, and I was drawing up and down, it was these high highs and then these lows and I would rally and then I would crash. And what strikes me about that is especially um, the more that I've been, um, in the yoga space and teaching yoga. And my passion has always been um, restorative yoga and yin yoga. So the really slow, like cozy up, tend to the nervous system. Um, the more that I've noticed that this is, this is the thing that a lot of other people experience too, is that like that high highs and then the crash, the recovering only to go back to the same pace they were at before. It's almost like we only have two speeds and those two speeds are like recovery or like going all in. And so I've been on this journey the last few years about really getting curious in terms of what's the middle path? 
Like, how can I create more of a gentle momentum? And that is, in a way, what led me back to coaching was during this moment in time where I had been doing so much yoga teaching, wellness workshops, all of helping people rest, but really realizing that rest was one part of the equation, but everything is cyclical, right? And and so if we're going to talk about rest, we also have to talk about our creative potential. And I think we don't talk enough about how those two things are interlinked and support each other and flow into each other. Wow. I'm just mesmerized by your words because I think you have really identified what the majority of people do now. Not everyone, but it's the high highs and the low lows, the burnout. And then your body says, whoa, whoa, Nelly, time to stop. And obviously that's what you finally had to listen to yeah. the messages that you are receiving. And now you do this for other people. Your passion is helping others on that same journey. Am I correct in that? Yeah, you absolutely are. And I think really, oh gosh, what's coming through for me in this moment is that a huge part of that passion is, I think when I, what I see a lot of is, People who, when they're in those high highs, they feel like it's impossible to rest. And then the people, when they're in the low lows, feel like it's impossible to move forward. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's this kind of black or white thinking that we get ourselves into in both cases. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, I truly believe, and I use the seasons as a metaphor a lot. So if we think about the natural world, um, where I live in Canada, we, we definitely have four seasons of summer, autumn, winter, and spring. And there's this cycle and there's, it's not, we might have our preferences about which season we like best, but if we look at the natural world, like each of those seasons is really important. We can't be in that time of summer all of the time where things are like bright and blooming. It's just as important that we have the shedding in the fall and the the decomposing in the winter and the new life in the spring. And so I truly, truly believe in the depths of my being that whatever season we're in, if you are in a time of grief and a time of winter and a time where maybe there is profound depletion, that, that we can still have both rest and creativity. And the same with summer. It's just that those things are going to look different. And what I see a lot of is is so often I think we're so hard on ourselves because we're not who we used to be or because we're not the um, the things that used to work for us, even like the things that used to feel really good or the self-care practices or the spiritual practices, maybe they're not working in this season of life. And so we assume that there's something wrong with us. And I just really want to normalize that like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like there's nothing wrong with you. I certainly went through a lot of my life thinking there must be something wrong with me, but that this is just, this is kind of how we're wired as humans, that there is going to be these cycles that we move through and that that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can actually be something we can get really playful and curious about, and that can be a vehicle for more self-love and self-compassion. So probably some of my smarter listeners are like, of course, I know that. Yeah, all the seasons, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't, okay? 
you're you're really giving me permission. And you know, I've been around the block ten or twenty hundred times, and I'm a summer person, so mm. I'm always looking for the sun. I'm looking yeah. for the sun in the sky, literally and metaphorically. I like to be around people who are sunny, and that's why I want to ignite other sparks. It's selfish that way because I like to be around people who are like that. And I think the world likes to be around that, but you can maintain that inner sunshine and still go through the seasons because I live in California and we don't have all those seasons. I really, really like the way you use those as a metaphor for life and how in the winter, I don't give myself enough time to sit back, renew, recharge. And I think it's really vital that we all do that. And it doesn't have to equate to the seasons. It can just equate to us internalizing it. It could be in one week, we could experience all those four seasons. Exactly. Exactly. Or with the creative project, like with any creative project, if you think about it, right, there's 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 a pattern in terms of like the moments of beginning where the seeds are planting and there's that excitement and the possibility and and then there's the bloom and there's also what happens when you're starting to the decline after a creative project and that can all be part of the cycle I think another um another metaphor or visual I'm such a visual person like that's just how I operate in the world and so another visual that I think can be really nice for people um and and if you don't know the symbol to which I'm referring like go google it after (laughs) pull it up on your phone but um if we look at the yin yang symbol which is um there's black on one side and white on the other side and within we each like on the white side there's a little black dot And on the black side, there's a little white dot. And in this like idea of yin and yang is the idea that like, there are always both. Like there's always maybe to differing degrees, but like to go back to the light, like there's always light and there's always dark and they're both going to be there. It's going to be in different ways that they show up. I think about, you know, if we look at a breath, there's an inhale and an exhale. It's not that one is better than the other. The same with day and night. It's that we just have both of the, these things. And so how do we create an appreciation for all of it? And I too, I am, like you said it right at the beginning, I am all like all about helping people ignite their spark and like really radiate and shine that spark into the world. And I think we can also recognize that there may be seasons or times in life when that spark is maybe going to be a little bit dimmer and that that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I think we all need that reminder that Mm -hmm. it's okay. And, you know, I have to give myself permission to like take a couple weeks off from podcasting. Of course. It's hard to do because you don't want to lose the momentum, especially when we are solopreneurs like this. And, you have that fear. Fear is a biggie in people's lives too, to release that fear. When Do you work with individuals too? I do. Yeah. That's been the big transition over the last little while. Most of my, um, for, for many years, I was mostly just teaching yoga classes and studios. I would work privately, like in a yoga capacity with people as well, like kind of a therapeutic approach to yoga. But I knew that I really, really, really wanted to be going deeper 
with people. And that was actually the inspiration for starting my podcast many years ago was, um, was going deeper than we could go in a yoga studio because there were so many rich conversations that I wanted to be able to have. Um, and then, and then working individually, like, so I am a introvert and I'm, uh, I know you talk about human design on your podcast. I'm a projector. And so like, I am like very much a, like, I am at my best when it's cozy. Like, and it's not to say that I can't like, you know, be in a room, like be on a stage. Like I've had those experiences and they're fun, but like, like the thing that feels the best for me is that like really intimate, like one-on-one and it feels so rich for me to hold space for someone to really ignite their own confidence in their capacity to move through the ebbs and flows of life. Like that to me, like if I, like if I could do that every day for the rest of my life, like I'd be happy. Like just like, like being able to see people step into their own power, like that, that lights me up. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful way of saying it as well. And who is the person most likely to come to you? Someone who is struggling because, you know, different coaches, different people are attracted to them for a variety of reasons. And I'm just curious, who is the person, like if you had your archetype, you know, who, who would be the person who comes to you? It's such a rich question. So I, I mean, the people that I get to work with are spectacular. And if any of you are listening, you know, like, um, you inspire me and the, the, some of the patterns or the, the threads that, you know, weave together among all of these incredibly unique people um, are there people who I, I talk about the um, like our zones of wisdom. And these are people who tend to hang out in their head. They're overthinkers and they need some gentle, loving reminders to like drop into their body and their heart. So the people who end up coming my way are people who know that they are looking or there's a, a it, like a deep inner craving to be connecting more with their body and their mind um, or sorry, and their heart also their mind, but like we're, we're, we're kind of, we're trying to get out of the head a little bit and try and tap in to like that deep inner knowing those whispers that are inside of you. Um, I tend to get a lot of like what I call like the big feelers kind of the people who just really care. A lot of them work in professions where they are caring for others, whether they're teachers or in healthcare, or they could work at NGOs. They could be creative types. They could be entrepreneurs. It really depends. But they're the, they're the people who it doesn't matter in what field they are. Like these are the people who are always kind of like thinking about and looking out for others And that it's that that is exhausting them a little bit because there's a need to reconnect with themselves. And so um, a lot of our work is really is really kind of helping um, helping them to tune into how they can be more in connection with their energy. When I say that, I refer to like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, how they can be trusting themselves, 
more because there's a lot of like decision paralysis and a lot of that, like um, a lot of energy that gets consumed by trying to make decisions. And a lot of um, also like curiosity around how they can explore showing up a little bit more creatively in, in life. And so for some people, that looks like a creative project. I've had people work on memoirs or scrapbooks or um, like who have design businesses. Um, but it also is people who are just wanting to bring more creative thinking to the way in which they live in the world. And so um, I would say our work together is really holistic it's really guided by I like one of the things that I just so deeply believe is we are all so unique. And so it is just really guided by the uniqueness of the person who is in front of me. Mm. Well, I just wanted to get that out there so that anybody listening who might resonate with you would know sort of who you really specialize in per se. And it is no surprise to me being a human rights uh I don't want to say activist, but an interest in that yourself, of course, you're going to attract others who care deeply. That makes perfect sense. It's a beautiful gift to the world to be able to offer that to your clients, to people through your podcast. And I am also a certified creativity coach. So I always say that Everybody is creative. It doesn't matter who you are. You create when you bake. You create when you cook. You create when you garden. You create at all times. You create when you're playing a game with your children or your grandchildren. Or, And I think we all need that little inspiration to always be creative. And some of us need another person to reflect back on us that it's okay to be creative or give us ideas and ways. And it appears that that's what you do as well. Yeah. Well, and I, I imagine you would agree, Kim, you can let me know, but like, I just think what I see in our world is such a crisis of, um, meaning and a lot of people who are walking around a little bit on autopilot feeling unfulfilled. And I think the two of the essential pieces to that puzzle is our capacity to rest, which demands that we find a certain sense of enoughness and worthiness within ourselves, as well as our capacity to create. And like, we're not ta- like, it doesn't mean that you're going to become the next like Taylor Swift, but like the, our capacity to just bring things to life. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, that can look like it can take so many different forms, but I think those two things really, really deeply affect our fulfillment and our ability even to find the connection that we started off talking about today. Yes. Uh, Well, speaking of connection, if anybody would like to connect with you, Megan, where can they find you? Absolutely. Um, So I'm actually, I'm doing a little experiment, which I'm excited about. And that is that um, instead of just like sending you to my Instagram if you're feeling if this conversation kind of lit something up in you and you'd like to explore it, I would love to invite you to do a super, super discounted session with me um, that I'm offering for just $45 Canadian. It's a one-on-one session for an hour and we will get super clear on what season of life you're in, how it's impacting your energy, 
what a feeling focused goal might be to help you make decisions with more ease. And then the third thing is a custom plan that's going to involve both rest and creativity and get you going on your journey to be shining brighter. And so um, if that feels like something you'd like to explore, you can go to podcastgift.meganjohnston.com. And I'll be so excited. Like I said, I'm I'm the type of person who likes to have the one-on-one cozy chat with a cup of tea. And it would nothing would make me happier if you're listening uh, than to get the chance to do that with you. Of course, if that isn't feeling like something that's the right step for you right now, by all means, you can head on over to my podcast with Heart and Wonder, and we can stay in touch there. Wonderful. What a generous gift. I will link that, of course, in the show notes so that everyone can refer back to that as well. That's wonderful. Megan, I am so grateful to you for reaching out to me for sharing your gift and your thoughts on connection, creativity, and how we can best serve ourselves through all the seasons of our life, not just the seasons of our life, but the seasons of each day and each week and each project. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. It feels like the biggest gift to get to spend this time with you and your incredible sparkly listeners. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have had this chance to connect with you. Thank you. Me too. Sparklers, I am so filled with joy and summer thoughts right now because this conversation with Megan has really lit me up and uh, helped me find some sunshine today. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, please share it, subscribe, comment on the podcast, because I really, my goal is to help more people shine their light. You know, it's that algorithm thing. The more you share, like, subscribe, I get more listeners. And it's not about me. It's about all of you and all of the world because the world needs your light. It needs everyone's light. So thank you for shining and thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Walk through life. Every day is a new beginning. Shine your light. It's a day and the world is waiting. Move along to the song singing in your soul. Feel the beat, clap your hands, let take control. All you need.